We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics. Welcome to the BCP Podcast. I am James, a.k.a. BCP, the Black Conservative Patriot. Big hug to all of y'all out there, part of the BCP family. Let's talk stolen elections because it hasn't ended. Let's go to Pennsylvania. Very frustrating what's happening uh, in Pennsylvania. Uh, Check this out. Pennsylvania vote flip update. Conflicting advice given to voters throughout the day. Precincts were running out of emergency ballots by Brian Lupo over at the Gateway Pundit, breaking this down. Now, some of you are watching this on Patreon, locals, and some of you are listening to it uh, on the podcast network. So, <laughs> uh, let let me show you and let me explain to you what a wacky crap show it was on Tuesday in Pennsylvania. First of all, let's define vote flipping. It's a term that, as Brian Lupo points out, that unfortunately we've become very familiar with over the last several years. In 2020, presidential uh, election in Antrim County, Michigan infamously flipped votes to award the county to Joe Biden. It was caught, and the follow-up count flipped the county back to President Trump. However, three more counts took place, and in the end, all five counts all had different results. So, votes get flipped, and it's not until we find out that they were flipped that they get corrected. But how many votes have been flipped? How many counties have been flipped? And to this day, we don't even know about them. In 2022, there was the infamous DeKalb County flip that saw a Democrat county commission go from worst to first. After she saw zero votes for her in the district, she voted for her herself in. And this was eerily similar to the Antrim County and used the same voting machine manufacturer. Of course, we're talking about ESS DS200 flipping machines. Now let's go to 2023. During Tuesday's elections in Northampton County, Pennsylvania, They ran into hot water for the second time in four years. In 2019, the county had a formatting issue that required the use of paper ballots. This time, ESNS Express Vote XL flipped votes on a Pennsylvania Superior Court retention question for two judges. The issue was originally reported as a coding error, and the vice president and customer, uh, the vice president of customer operations for ESNS said it was a human error based on someone on their team that had programmed the election and had made a mistake putting the printed text on the card as compared to the voter screen. Well, here is where it got really confusing and wacky for voters and those that are employed to help voters. Thanks to an X space hosted by Arizona People Alliance's Jeanette Garcia and attorney Stephanie Lambert of Michigan, They got insight from a local judge of elections, that's the head of poll workers, in Northampton. 
She joined the conversation to tell her story and field questions. She began by stating that the issue persisted the entire day. Several advisories were given to poll workers from three different judges throughout the day. The advisories were sent via county distributed cell phones that were in each precinct. The precinct this woman worked at had begun issuing provisional emergency ballots to voters despite not having the secrecy envelopes for each. So already that was a violation. Now those of you watching the show will see some of these screenshots of these communications that happen on the phone. But don't worry if you're listening to it. I got you covered. We're going to go through the transcript. When you look at the press conference from each county executives, they had such a soothing and calming effect, but that is not in fact the reality that was going on the polling stations. It was the complete opposite. So here we go. At approximately 8.04 a.m., the first advisory text message was sent out to the county phones from the Deputy Director of Administration and Public Information Officer. All ensuing texts are from this same individual. Quote, there is an issue with the statewide judicial retention races being recorded on the paper ballots. Do not use machines. Use emergency ballots and then provisional ballots until further notice. Okay, that's at 8.04 a.m. Oh, but that didn't last very long. Because at 9.12, it was text out. Oh, return to using machines. Inform voters that their votes for superior court retention questions will show up in reverse, but will be counted correctly. That's right. Tell voters that what they see is maybe incorrect, but it's going to be corrected when it hits our system. Now, by the way, when they were told previously at 8.04 a.m. not to use uh, to use paper votes, that was a problem because th- many of the precincts were running low on emergency and provisional ballots. But let's move on to what happened at 11.14. I feel like I am some sort of sports announcer here. At 11.14 a.m., the text was saying, Judge Cassis has ordered that you are to instruct voters before the vote enters the voting booth that there's an issue with the recording of their vote for the candidates for retention to the Pennsylvania Superior Court, that the paper receipt will record the selection of retention to the Pennsylvania Superior Court, one candidate to the other candidate. Does that make any damn sense to any of you? Oh, but they weren't there. Because at 1210, there was another text. Based on the Department of State suggestion, we advise you to make clear that voters should vote how they intend to on the screen. But the paper was flipped. And why would they have to be told to, to vote how they intend to on the screen? That should be obvious, should it not? Then at 4.40 p.m., an order from Judge Murray was texted out. Per order of Judge Murray, poll workers are instructed to advise voters the following. Voters are advised to check the paper receipts to be sure that it properly reflected their intended vote. If it does not, then the voter shall ask for help from a poll worker. In such cases, in precincts with one voting machine, the voter will be immediately offered an emergency ballot at the voting site and their electronic vote will be canceled. In precincts with multiple voting machines, the voter will be offered to vote on another machine and their original vote shall be canceled. If any problems occur, we will immediately be offer an emergency paper ballot at the site and any electronic vote shall be canceled. Okay, so let's look at the last text that came out at 6.29 p.m. Per order of Judge Corey, you're required to say the following to the every voter under penalty of contempt. 
For the retention election for the Court of Common Pleas, you should check your paper ballot to make sure it matches your vote on the machine. If it does not, then ask for help. Follow the prior instructions about providing a paper ballot if they need help with the Court of Common Pleas. All right, so let's recap this cluster mess. Poll workers were told not to use machines at 8.04 a.m. Then at 9.14, they were told to use machines, but their vote will show up in reverse but count it correctly. Count it correctly from the screen or the paper ballot. Then their order at 11.14 was that the paper receipt will record their selection. But at 2.12.10, they were advised that voters should vote how they intend to on the screen. And another flip, voters are advised to check the paper receipt to make sure it properly reflects their intended votes. And then the last order was not reported as being affected by this human error. As if it wasn't bad enough to get conflicting advice from officials regarding vote flipping, it got worse. Voters are already reluctant to use black box machines that are guarded with such intensity that if you examine them, even with permission of local election officials, you will be indicted and subjected to hundreds of thousands in legal fees. And now voters are being asked to vote on a machine that prints a ballot that reads a barcode. And since humans cannot read barcodes, not only are they trusting the barcode reflects their intended vote, but they also trust in the barcode contains the vote they cast on the machine that is opposite of the marking on the paper the barcode is printed on. As Mr. Lupo puts, if you had problem with that last sentence a few times, don't worry, so did I. This is how they steal elections. This is just a, a dry run. Uh, they're going to do it hardcore in Pennsylvania and other places next year. I don't see how they don't. They've been rigging all these elections right before our eyes. So many people's eyes were opened up in 2020. In 2022, they rigged it. In 2023, they're rigging it. How are they not going to rig it or at least attempt to rig it in 2024? And of course, no one has been held accountable. Not one treasonous, traitorous, rat bastard has gone to jail, been indicted, charged, or, or had any sort of consequences for what's going on here. Now let's go to Maricopa County. This was put out by the Maricopa County elections on the 5th, a few days before the vote. Some of the recorders and elections web pages are experiencing a network issue. This includes our video live streams and beballotready.vote. Please note that all live stream video cameras are still recording. We are researching the issue and are working to resolve it quickly. We thank you for your patience. So we knew we were going to have yet again where they stole the election from President Trump. And again, they stole the election uh, from Abe Hamadi and uh, from Kerry Lake in 2022 in Arizona. They were already letting people know, look, we're up to our same shenanigans again. And here we go. Maricopa County's latest election interference, cameras off, voting locations close early, voters who call Maricopa sent to close location in jurisdictional election. The Maricopa County, and this is by the great Jordan Conradson, who is an Arizona resident and voter and has been doing great work for the Gateway Pundit on what's going on in Arizona and in Maricopa County. The Maricopa County Elections Department oversaw another third world election on Tuesday where polling locations closed early unannounced and voters were forced to drive around town looking for a place to vote. Additionally, live cameras recording signature verification and counting of votes at the Maricopa County Tabulation Election Center were turned off or inaccessible, according to Maricopa County Republican Committee Chairman Craig Berlin. 
Maricopa County even acknowledged the suspicious activity, alleging this was caused by a network issue. And that, and, and they said that, as I showed you uh, two days before. Maricopa County, leading up to Tuesday, gave incorrect information or election disinformation to voters. Let's not forget Douglas Mackey, a.k.a. Ricky Vaughn, a pro-Trump meme maker who was sentenced to seven months in prison for trolling Hillary Clinton during the 2016, his crime using social media to spread election disinformation via memes. But this is being done officially by Maricopa County. Why is Maricopa County shutting down voting locations before the deadline to vote at Paradise Valley School District with a question on the ballot? What's the reason? Any idea? And by the way, they inserted the official from the state saying that you can drop off your ballot at any voting location or ballot drop box no later than 7 p.m. But guess what happened, folks? Let's watch this little video of people who were told where they could vote, that their voting was open till 7 o'clock, but that was misinformation, disinformation from their own state. Will these people's asses go to jail? Like Douglas Mackey, a.k.a. Ricky Vaughn? Of course not. It only works if you're a Republican. Or if you are, well, some of these people are Republican. If you are a sovereign individual and not part of the establishment problem. Check out the frustration of these Maricopa County voters or Arizona voters. I think they, I think these are all in Maricopa County. My name is Daniel Armico. I was trying to vote today. I was looking on my phone for a location, I, the, which was not easy to find. And I finally found a phone number to call the county. I called the county, I asked them for a location. It took them a while, but they told me to come here. I came straight here and found this on the door. They closed at 4.30. Do you have anything else you wanna to add to that? Uh, I'd like to see the elections get cleaned up instead of this reoccurring nightmare. This is the same thing that happened on the last election. How does this make you feel as a voter? Not very happy. Do you consider this disenfranchisement to not Absolutely. have polls open all day Absolutely. on election day? Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you very much Thank for your time. You. So you can see, even though they were told that they could vote until 7 p.m. Let me show this to you again right here. Here is the ballot by, by mail election, November 7, 2023, from Maricopa County with a phone number. And it says clearly, drop your ballot off at any voter location or ballot drop box no later than 7 p.m. Vote in person. Visit any voting location no later than 7 p.m. on November 7th to cast a ballot. And then they find this when they get there. Close at 4.30. You can find other voting locations at the Maricopa County Elections link, and then it sends them back to, to, to this. Well, some people are going to be like, well, this gentleman here, he was a white guy. That gentleman we just saw is a white guy. We don't need his vote. I wonder if they feel any different knowing that black voters in Maricopa County, Arizona, were also disenfranchised. Elmer Underwood, I'm very upset about this because we phone called at 2 o'clock and they said that we live in Scottsdale and this was our closest location. Then they're going to tell us you close at 430 how how far away are you from this voting location? 15 minutes. I 
I'm very sorry for what happened to you, and we're going to get this message to the recorder and let them know. Thank you. Do you have anything else you want to say? They need to open up more polling places. They're closing places. Absolutely. Thank you for voting. Have a great day. Remember in 2022, uh, the polling places where uh, Republicans vote, 60% of them had issues and problems with the machines and long lines or what have you. Total disenfranchisement. But what about moms? What about women? They are so oppressed when it comes to being at the ballot. We saw the white guy. That was the first one. One of my fair-skinned brothers uh, in Arizona. I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I, I bring up color because I'm, I'm lampooning. I'm, it's a commentary on the left. Because they're so concerned about how white men are evil. But look. It's affecting this uh, this other black couple with the last one for those listening to. That was a black couple uh, there. And uh, what about moms? They're always for moms and for women and what have you. Disenfranchise as well. Hi, what is your name? Vanessa Black. And uh, we're at the Paradise Valley School District. And why are you here? Well, I came to vote because it was supposed to be open until 7, but it is uh, 5.19 and it's closed already. So I guess I'm just going to throw away my ballot now. I guess I am just going to throw away my ballot now. Wow. What a lazy woman. Can't she just drive another 20 minutes and find another place? Damn it, what's wrong with this lady? She obviously doesn't want to vote. I can hear some leftist saying as they're watching this. And so the closest uh, voting location is about 15 minutes away from here, so you're not able to go to that location, right? No, I mean, I have my kids in the car still. We haven't even gotten dinner. I drove 20 minutes to get here already. All right. Thank you very much. Sure. All right. We have even more people joining us this evening. It's been chaotic because this voting location right here closed at 4.30, and I've been directing traffic. All right. Since... uh... Some of you are listening to this and can't see it. He is showing that cars are still coming into the Paradise Valley Unified School District to vote. Uh, people have their ballots in their hands and sitting at the door, looking at the sign saying close at 430. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine individuals, uh, 10 if you count the child, but I'm, I'm guessing the child can't vote. And these people are walking away dis, uh, uh, disgusted. Looks like a third of those people might be black people. Just saying that once again, because the left always says, oh, disenfranchising the black vote. Absolutely horrific that this is still happening in America. And it'll never be fixed as long as we have Democrats and rhinos at the helm. And then uh, we've got here Jordan Conradson, who uh, tweeted this out, saying Maricopa County is rigging another election. These crooks did it in 2020, 2022. 2023, and we'll do it again in 2024 if the Dems fail to jail the leading opposition candidate. In other words, what Conrad is saying, if they don't uh, jail President Trump and try to keep him off the ballot, they're going to do it again in 2024. How frustrating. All right, Vivek Ramaswamy went off on the RNC and Ron McDaniel and the NBC, and he goes off on election rigging. This happened at the third uh, the debate in Miami that took place on Tuesday that none of us probably watched except for maybe highlights on social media. Let me show you this highlight because what he says at the end is awesome. He kind of crescendos up to it and then he goes off on the rigging. 
That's all that's going on in front of us, folks. Rigging, rigging, rigging. Swami, let me turn to you. Uh, please make your case. Why would you, uh, why should you be the nominee and not the former president? I think there's something deeper going on in the Republican Party here. And I am upset about what happened last night. We've become a party of losers at the end of the day. It's a cancer in the Republican establishment. Let's speak the truth. I mean, since Ronna McDaniel took over as chairwoman of the RNC in 2017, we have lost 2018, 2020, 2022, no red wave that never came. We got trounced last night in 2023. And I think that we have to have accountability in our party. For that matter, Ron, if you want to come on stage tonight, you want to look the GOP voters in the eye and tell them you resign, I will turn over my, yield my time to you. And frankly, look, the people there are cheering for losing in the Republican Party. Think about who's moderating this debate. This should be Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, and Elon Musk. We'd have 10 times the viewership asking questions that GOP primary voters actually care about and bringing more people into our party. You think the Democrats, and we've got Kristen Welker here, you think the Democrats would actually hire Greg Gutfeld to host a Democratic debate? They wouldn't do it. And so the fact of the matter is, I mean, Kristen, I'm going to use this time because this is actually about you and the media and the corrupt media establishment. Ask you the Trump-Russia collusion hoax that you pushed on this network for years. Was that real or was that Hillary Clinton made up disinformation? Answer the question. Go. Mr. Ross. This is how we get our country back. We need accountability because this media rigged the 2016 election. They rigged the 2020 election with the Hunter Biden laptop story. Mr. And they're going to rig this election. Your time is up. Accountability. Let me turn That's to Governor, Governor Christie. Why you? Vivek Ramaswamy, absolutely correct there. They rigged it and they're going to rig it again because there has been no accountability. I wonder what Vivek Ramaswamy's real reason for running is. He can't win. Does he hope to have an, a, a position within... The Trump administration, does he hope to have a future? Does he love America like me? I wonder what his true motivation is. But he also saw there at the beginning of that clip, he's also calling for Ron McDaniel, said, hey, you can come up here. I'll give you my time if you want to come up and resign. So they're rigging elections and they're doing it with their enablers and their uh, and their partners on the right. This is yet another example of the Uniparty. DC Drano. With a picture of, he, t- uh, he tweeted out yesterday with a picture of Ron McDaniel with no makeup, looks like. When you underperform in 2018, 2020, 2022, and 2023, but your uncle was a U.S. senator, so you get to keep your job. Her uncle being Mitt Romney. Someone tell Ron McDaniel she's not allowed another filler or vial of Botox until the GOP wins an election. That was from Joey uh Marino, and then Benny Johnson. Since Ronna McDaniel, uh, Ronnie McDaniel took over the GOP in 2017, Republicans have lost eight governor races, three Senate seats, 19 House seats, one presidential race. And yesterday we suffered a humiliating loss in deep state red states, Ohio and Kentucky. Republicans are sick of Ronna McDaniel using the same losing strategy for six years in a row. If Ronna won't resign, she needs to be removed. And remember, I was all for Hamid Dillon. Uh, also in the running for uh, RNC uh, leadership there, Chair, was uh, also uh, my pillow, uh, Mike Lindell, and uh, the swamp got their way. And unfortunately, President Trump likes Ron McDaniel, or 
He doesn't. I, I don't understand what the gameplay is with President Trump supporting Ronald McDaniel. Uh, but two of my heroes are not for Ronald McDaniel. Two of my heroes and mentors in this business are, of course, the great Steve Bannon and Just the News and formerly of The Hill, John Solomon. And they are calling for uh, her to resign as well. And you got to go pretty far in the woods. You know, Solomon's been doing this a long time. You got to go pretty far in the woods to hit John Solomon's tripwire, <laughs> but it's been hit. <laughs> so, John Solomon, what, what's, your, what's your beef this morning? Well, listen, I think at the end of the day, I keep watching this extraordinary dynamic play out, and it's played out in 2018, 2020, 2021, 2022, now 2023. Relections are won on a very simple strategy. You win by candidates, messaging, money, and get out the vote. And Republicans are losing on all four grounds. You looked at the data last night. They didn't win on money. They didn't win on messaging. They didn't win on get out the vote. And I think when you look at this, Donald Trump grew up in the era of New York uh, dominated by George Steinberg. When his managers didn't perform, he fired him because he wanted to get to the World Series. Republicans keep giving Ronna McDaniel a uh, promotion. They keep moving around. They keep hiring her for another season. Uh, Donald Trump has to make, I think, if he wants to win, all the people I've talked to in the last 12 hours. By the way, a lot of people saw this train wreck coming two days ago. Uh, they, they could see yeah. the early voting totals weren't where they needed to be. They were worried about the, get out the vote. They were getting killed in the messaging. But if your manager keeps losing World Series, usually, at least George Steinbrenner in the Donald Trump era of New York, he fired the manager. They keep keeping Ronald McDaniel despite all of the problems that are there. If you want to make a sudden change and get donors believing that maybe we can win in 2024, which is what Republicans are saying, you got to do something dramatic. And I think that starts at the RNC, which is not raising money well. It does not do a ground game. Listen, it's bank the vote idea is the stupidest idea I've ever seen. You know why? They want to just take people who vote on election day and get them to vote early. That does not change the game. It's a net zero change in voting. You got to go out and get low propensity voters like Donald Trump did in 2016 and 2020 and get them off their derriers to vote either early or later, but they're not moving early propensity voters. John Solomon, absolutely correct. They're putting this effort in. Let's get, let's beat the Democrats at their own game and get people to vote early. Okay, but these are the same voters that are going to vote either way. How are you going to get new voters? But that's not really the big problem. They're really the big problem as far as getting people to those Republicans that are, you know, kind of apathetic and not voting is the fact that the RNC is trying to play both sides of the coin when it comes to being Republican. They want to be, oh, we're for Trump or we love Trump to get money and votes or whatever, but they don't really support President Trump Republicanism. They are really Mitt Romney Republicans, and people are just tired of coming out to vote for the same old, same old status quo. They want Trump and Trump policies and people who are MAGA and America first, not rhinos, not establishment, status quo, old boy network, say we're conservative, but we vote like the Democrats, and do nothing about what the Democrats are doing at the border, on our economy, etc. Yesterday, they didn't move their base. And a lot of people say, well, what's the big problem? I think the RNC has created an authenticity problem for the conservative movement. It's sometimes Trump. It's sometimes Romney. Uh, it, it, they say they're for cutting government spending, but they keep allowing government spending to balloon. They say they're for a closed border, but they haven't been able to make any change to the border since they got control to the House. They say they 
couldn't wait to overturn Roe v. Wade, and they haven't been able to govern in a Roe v. Wade. They can't even get a message on where Republicans stand. They are inauthentic, and voters know it. They feel this plastic inauthenticity. There needs to be a paddle shock supplied to the Republican Party if they want to be in the game on 2024. And that starts with the leadership change. That's it's, everybody I talk to. Moderate Republicans, uh, dead red conservatives. They all agree a change has to be made. Trump is a once, not even a generation, maybe a lifetime phenomenon that comes in that allows you to reach out and, and access and connect with people who yeah. would never hear your message before. That's what MAGA is. The RNC is a pass-through. What they're supposed to do is raise money and, and set um, an apparatus out there that you, then you can plug in the content from, like, Trump and MAGA. They have cut yeah. – they failed to raise money. And the reason is they're not MAGA. People understand that. People do understand that. And that's why they vote for Trump. They'll come out for Trump. Uh, but they won't come out uh, often to vote for these other individuals. So, Ronna McDaniel has to go. But of course, she won't lose her job. Even with all this pressure, I highly doubt she will. Because that's how entrenched the establishment Republicans are. And President Trump did support her. That is a problem. Alright, I'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for being here. Ciao, goodbye. God bless. We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did, did it for our administration, the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.